Hola mi gente, bienvenidos. I'm your host Lore and this is Creepy Chisme. Some stories and info are not suitable for all, especially young children. Listen at your own risk. Hola mi gente, it's your girl Lore here with another episode of Creepy Chisme. How the hell are y'all doing? Me? Oh, (laughs) I'm okay, I'm okay. There's a lot of good things happening for me lately. I'm feeling blessed by the universe, by my family, by friends, all of the above. I mean, don't get me wrong, okay? My life is not all sunshine and arcoiris. There's still a lot of shit going on, but you just gotta choose where you want to put your focus, you know? So I tend to focus on the positive. And yeah, sometimes there's not a lot of positive, but whatever I'm given that's positive, I like to focus on that. It really does help. Now you guys, y'all shared so much love with my two-part Halloween episode, and don't worry, I promise I'm gonna have my primo Angelo back on in no time. Yeah, he's got some real crazy stories, not gonna lie. (laughs) I hope he didn't scare y'all too much. Oh, and yes, me and my niece, we definitely slept in the same bed that night with a nightlight. (laughs) We were scared, (laughs) but it was such a fun night. And Halloween too, like Halloween was so much fun. My brother hosted, some of my family and I went over there, and then I took my niece V and my nephew Alan trick-or-treating. It's kind of my tradition, kind of thing I do with them that I hope I can keep for another year or two because V is already a teenager, so I hope she still goes next year. I love Halloween. Now, I have got... Some real good cheese for y'all. I always say that though, right? But before we get into the creepy cheese it's time for an updater story I've recently heard. I have big news for you today. Now, some of you shared articles with me about this, but but you know as soon as my local news app notified me, I clicked that shit so fast because I, I just can't believe it. I'm shook. It has been five and a half years into the search for who brutally murdered two Indiana teens, Abigail Williams, 13, and Liberty German, 14. Now, this crime happened in 2017 and not too far from where I live. It caught national attention because one of the victims actually recorded who we believed to be the murder suspect walking towards the girls. He became known as Bridge Guy. The girls also managed to capture a voice recording. Like I've mentioned in past updates, there have been a few suspects, but with little released information. But they have finally managed to book and charge someone who was never even named a person of interest. 50-year-old Richard M. Allen. Now, Richard was a resident who lived not too far from the scene of the crime, so it's still not really clear of what happened or how they came to figure out that it was him. Now, the man is being held without bail at the White County Jail, 
And we know that without bail means you fucked, bro. You are so screwed. They have some type of solid proof as to why he is in prison. I think it's a full audio or footage from the girl's phone. I really do. Now, we all want to know what's going on. However, he is not scheduled until January 13th of next year. Even then, in this case especially, I think not until the trial will we find out any information, if even. So I'm going to say at least another year, if not two. Because y'all know how long shit takes in the justice system. I'm just glad that we finally have someone in custody that we can really focus our attention on and look at and figure out why the fuck would he do this to two young girls. Hopefully this is the end and these two angels, Abigail and Libby, can finally be at peace. Now, of course, in the media, they're going wild with this information and putting out stories left and right. But honestly, I don't believe anything, and I'm not even going to tell you guys, mi gente, on Creepy Chisme, because, you know, I do love the chisme. But I want to get my facts straight with this story, because I have been following this story from day one, and I've shared it with y'all, because I know a lot of you don't live around me. A lot of you live around the world, and that's amazing. (laughs) So I want to get the facts straight, because this case has a special place in my heart. And just especially the fact that there are two young girls that were just out having a nature walk. Like, come on, dude. So yes, I think this is the last we'll hear from this story until the trial begins. All right, mi gente, you know what time it is. It's time to get creepy. Now, y'all know I love me some cryptids, and if you listen to my interview on Coffee and Chisme, which, if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Then you know that one of my favorite cryptids is the East Coast legend of the Mothman. Oh, yes, mi gente. We're getting cryptid today. We are talking the Mothman. We begin our legend in the town of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. It's November 15th, 1966. It's a crisp fall evening. Roger and Linda Scarberry, accompanied by Steve and Mary Mallet, are out for a drive on Route 62. As they drive near the abandoned National Guard Armory Building and Power Plant, they noticed a menacing shadow figure, standing six to seven feet tall. As the headlights get closer, they expose the dark figure and the lights beam right onto its giant, bright red eyes. The two couples panic, and the driver speeds away to the nearest town. But then, the creature stumbles forward and expands giant bird-like wings, flying up into the air. The red-eyed creature easily catches up to the car that was driving at about the speed of 100 miles per hour. The creature glided alongside the car, but eventually flew off away. The next morning, November 16, 1966, the first ever story of the creature is printed in the Mason's County paper. Couples see man-sized bird, creature, something. 
The townspeople went into action, gathering and then hunting down the creature for several days. This is the first sighting of many, and so the legend of the Mothman was born. So have y'all ever heard that legend? <laughs> of course, as legends go, there are many different versions out there, so they might be a little different. There's even another story that claims that it was the real first sighting of the creature. However, it wasn't really reported until after this story came out publicly. This story you might have heard, especially if you are familiar with John Keel's The Mothman Prophecies from 1975. A man named Newell Partridge, who lived in Salem, West Virginia, claimed that the night before the two couples sighting, the same creature paid him a visit. Now, the reason he thinks so is because he remembered the dark figure with the bright red glowing eyes, and he says that his German Shepherd bandit noticed the creature and took off running into the nearby woods. Now, Partridge ran after his dog, but couldn't find him anywhere. He did, however, notice an area where the dog's paw prints went in sort of like a circle, and then they just stopped. Partridge believes that the red-eyed creature flew off with his dog. And if his story is true, this technically would be the first known sighting of this creature. But damn, to pick up a whole German Shepherd, that's crazy. Those things are massive. My cousin has one, and Loki is so big, his paws remind me of like a lion's paw. It's so crazy. Such big dogs. So yeah, both crazy stories, and I have some more for you later, but let's do some explaining of what a cryptid is. So a cryptid, by definition, is an animal that has been claimed to exist, but never proven to exist. So like Bigfoot or Dogman or the New Jersey Devil, just a few. Physical creatures, not ghosts or spirits, but actual physical beings. Now, cryptozoology, which I almost studied in college, <laughs> is the study of these cryptid creatures. Many of these creatures have many legends and stories, and even though they've been around for decades, still today, there are reported sightings of these cryptids. So that's just a little explanation, because I tend to forget sometimes, mi gente, and I'm so sorry, that not everybody knows this information. So yeah. <laughs> I forget that, you know, I talk about all things creepy here, not just one or two things. And so, you know, if you're here and you're not a big fan of cryptids or you don't really know about them, thank you for listening. Thanks for pressing play, because if I don't like something, I usually don't listen to it. So I figured I'd help you out a little, you know? Okay, so back to West Virginia. So people are seeing this creature and they're reporting it. Now, it wasn't like crazy sightings. It was really rare, actually. The creature was known as the Birdman or the Red-Eyed Creature, and then eventually the Mothman. Not really sure if this is true, but you know your girl's here to spread the chismes. So according to the owner of the Mothman Museum, yes, museum, Jeff Wamsley, the creature was given the name Mothman because Batman, the TV show, around this time, had a character named Mothman. So there you go. <laughs> so that's pretty cool, honestly. Now, around this time, the late 60s, there were a lot of UFO and strange lights being reported in the sky. 
And with that came more stories of the Mothman. Now, according to the West Virginia Department of Commerce, they may have the real first documented sighting when five men reported that while digging a grave in the cemetery near Clendon, Clendendine, ooh, Clendendin, <laughs> I can't say this name, Clendenin, Clendenin, West Virginia, please forgive me, folks of Clendenin, if that's how you say it, <laughs> a brown human being flew and glided over their heads. So that's what they saw while digging a grave, a brown human being. I'm a brown human being. Anyway, so this report was made November 12th, which would be three days before the two couples incident and also before Newell Partridge's incident as well. Hmm. Now in December of 1967, Point Pleasant suffered a town tragedy when a bridge collapsed and killed 46 people. Now, they claim the bridge collapsed due to failed eye bar joints and welding gone bad, which very, very likely, right? Seems very likely that this is exactly why a bridge would fall. However, many people blamed the menacing creature giving a darker lore to the Mothman legend. So with the falling of this bridge... A lot of people were like, oh no, the Mothman, this is his fault. He's pure evil. And that's kind of how that started. Now, there are many, many theories on who or what this cryptid creature is, as well as many believers and skeptics. Now, many of the locals of Point Pleasant believed in the creature so much that they began using the creature as the town's staple. So they started making statues and putting them up around town. And they even ended up building a museum dedicated to the creature. Tons of memorabilia and tourist gifts, of course, right? <laughs> now, Point Pleasant is a tourist hotspot. And everywhere you look is a reminder of the now popular legend. So let's get into some of these theories. Now, one theory is that some of the townspeople around the time of the sighting believe that the Mothman lived in the vacant nuclear power plant on the outskirts of the town. It was rumored that this also used to be a top-secret government facility where it was claimed that they tested nuclear weapons. Therefore, the Mothman was a product of government tests gone wrong. Now, somehow the test subject escaped and now runs rampant on the nearby towns, right? Now, this is the theory I always heard growing up. Um, he was like an escape test subject, government project gone wrong. And honestly, <laughs> don't come for me, but the way our government is shady AF, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, we know for a fact back in the day, the government used to test people, like torture people, right? Yeah. So, morphing humans into giant birds? It's not that crazy to think about. Now, another theory claims that the creature is a dark prophecy. Now, after the collapse of the bridge near Point Pleasant, sightings of the creature sort of just stopped. So, this led a lot of people to think that all the sightings leading up to the bridge collapse were like warnings to the townspeople that something tragic was about to happen. 
Later, this theory was given even more truth when the creature began being spotted all around the world right before some major tragedies. Some claimed to see a red-eyed winged man near where the Chernobyl disaster occurred. Mothman was also seen around the time of 9-11. The last big known sightings of the creature were from 2011 to 2017, when over 55 people claimed to have seen the creature around the Chicagoland area. And we know Chicago's pretty tragic to begin with. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Another theory, and quite possibly one of my favorites, is that the Mothman is an alien, an alien from another world. So he was either left here for whatever reason or kind of just stranded. Now the reason this is my favorite theory is not simply because it's about aliens, <laughs> but because with this theory comes the legend of, here comes the men in black. Yeah, the men in black, y'all. And if you don't know who the men in black are, you're about to get learnt, so listen, okay? So the men in black, they're these weird-looking human-like beings. I say beings because they are not human. That wear black suits and black hats. Black sunglasses. They're pretty much trying to look shady as hell. And they show up after, like, this huge, unexplainable experience. So lots of alien ties because a lot of people who had UFO experiences or abduction experiences, they usually get a visit from the men in black. And then all of a sudden, they can't remember clearly of their experience or they forget it completely or they're threatened to not speak of anything or bad things will happen. Yeah, all of that. So around the time that these Mothman sightings are appearing, people also started reporting seeing these strange men in black around Point Pleasant. So that led a lot of people to think, okay, the government is really trying to cover up something big here. Maybe something not of this world, like an alien. <laughs> I don't know. Those are just theories, okay? Now, we may never know the truth, but we can choose to believe eyewitness accounts. So here are a few that I'm going to share with you. So first, we have two local firefighters claim that they saw a very large bird-like creature fly right over them and it had large red eyes. One woman, Marcella Bennett, was carrying her baby and was leaving a friend's house. Now the friend lived close to the old munitions dump, and as she got closer to her car, she saw a really tall dark figure with glowing red eyes standing next to her car. She was so scared that she actually dropped her baby. Y'all, she dropped the fucking baby. I shouldn't be laughing. I almost choked. <laughs> she dropped the damn baby because she was that scared. But in her story, she mentions that she quickly picked up the baby and ran back to her friend's house. Well, nice going, Miss Bennett. Holy shit. Okay. She dropped the baby. All right. So, yeah, she runs back to her friend's house. And then they claim that the creature kind of hung around and they even caught it creeping, creeping. They even caught it peeking through the home's windows. But by the time the police showed up, we all know how long it takes them to show up. The creature was gone, of course. However, Marcella Bennett says, well, she claims 
that the creature paid her a visit every night for the next few days. Probably because it wanted to eat your baby. Imagine if she left the baby behind. I probably would have done that. Because if you're so scared and you're seeing something unexplainable, you drop whatever's in your hands, baby included, and you run. You don't like drop the baby, stop and think, oh my baby, pick it up and then run. I don't know. Oh lordy. Another eyewitness, Connie Carpenter, claimed that while driving home from church, a giant winged creature flew straight at her car with eyes as red as the devil. Now, Connie claimed to have also gotten a visit from the men in black. So who is this Mothman, really? Now, I've shared theories here, but for my skeptics out there, how can we explain this? Well, the first big clue is that the creature has wings. So scientists right off the bat are like, it's a large bird of some sort. So we have named a heron, 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 maybe a sandhill crane, or some even think a possible owl of some sort. Now, the biggest flaw with this is that the height of the creature ranges between six to eight feet. Some have even reported 10 feet tall. And also the speed of the creature that it can fly at these fast rates. I mean, in the one story, it was flying at least 100 miles per hour the car was driving and it was keeping up with it easily. But just the fact that people who saw this cryptid describe it as a winged man or bird-like man now, a bird is a fucking bird, right? And even the biggest bird I've ever seen still looks like a bird. And a damn well would not describe it as a man that looks like a bird, right? <laughs> now, some skeptics truly believe that a giant bird scared the townspeople in the late 60s and caused them to kind of obsess over the stories and create the well-known Mothman we know today. And it could be, right? You know, it only takes one person to start chisme and then y'all know how it spreads, okay? Now, the Mothman is one of the most well-known cryptids out there. Movies and books have been made about the creature, and they even hold a Mothman fest every year in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So if anybody wants to go, I'm down, let's go. I think it's every September, so next September, let's plan a, a meet and greet I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I might go. I'm not even joking. But it's in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and people from around the world come and gather to hear stories and learn the legend of the Mothman. So, mi gente, do you believe? I hope you guys enjoyed that short little episode I had for you today learning a little bit about one of my favorite cryptids. And honestly, I think at one point in time, there was something lurking around. I really do. Because behind every myth and story, I always say lies some type of truth. So somebody saw something. Somebody saw something they couldn't explain, got a bad feeling, and so began the legend. That's how legends start, right? Do I still think the creature exists today? Not at all. Not a chance. If there was something before, it's definitely gone by now. 
Now, could the Mothman be a possible demonic type figure? Maybe, right? That's the only reason I can see why he'd be seen around the world. Wings, red eyes, dark shape, all very similar to other demon sightings or depictions. But he's a cryptid, so we will never know. Now, before we leave, I want to give a couple shout outs because y'all, mi gente, are amazing. <laughs> the first shout out goes to Valdra Zek, who gave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. They wrote, I just started listening this week and I am hooked. It feels like sitting with a friend and listening to stories. And I appreciate that comment so much. I wish I could respond to your reviews. I really do. <laughs> Maybe I can and I'm just an idiot. I don't know. But anyway, I've heard many people say this, that when they listen to my podcast, they feel like they're talking with a friend. And that could not make me any more happy <laughs> to hear because... When I'm recording, like right now, I feel like I'm talking to all of y'all. Like I feel like I'm sitting here and I'm chismeando. We're chismeandoing. Like we are spreading the chisme, right? <laughs> so I truly appreciate that. And also a shout out to my day one, Stevie, host of the podcast, Distinguishing Demons, which will be back soon, she promises. <laughs> and we can't wait, Stevie. But she sent me this really touching message after my Halloween special and I wanted to share and she said I could. So here's her message. I'm a huge fan of synchronicities and I just experienced one with your episode. It's kind of a sad one, so please forgive me. It's kind of a sad one, so please forgive my LOL problem. It's a coping mechanism, I think, LOL. I write LOL a lot in my writings, in my text messages, yeah. And sometimes I'm like, why did I say LOL? Maybe it is like, um, like it's part of my anxiety, you know? I don't know. <laughs> Which is also why I laugh a lot when I record, guys. Anyway, so she says, But I started crying as soon as your episode started because you talked about pets that have passed that visit after. Just last week, I had to say goodbye to my almost 12-year-old Great Dane, who I've had since he was eight weeks old. Oh, my goodness. He developed really aggressive mouth cancer and hip dysplasia at the same time, and within a month, we had to say goodbye. But the not-so-sad part is, I think he visited me. I haven't felt his presence or had anything happen, yet I'll keep you posted. But the day after we said goodbye, my mom and I were standing outside in my backyard talking about him, and this huge monarch butterfly, I've never seen a monarch in this area either, came flying over our fence and right up to me and hovered in front of me about two feet away for a few seconds. And I held my hands up, hoping it would land, but it just hovered there a moment longer and then flew away. I hope it was my sweet Anubis. Anubis? I hope I'm saying that correctly. A-N-U-B-I-S. <laughs> Coming to say that he was okay. Okay, I'm trying not to cry. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to cry because I can't imagine losing my baby. And when I say my baby, I mean my dog Lola. She is my everything, so I feel your pain. And also, like, if that if that were to happen after something tragic like that, uh, 
it must have felt so good. <laughs> All right, sorry. Let me get myself back together here, y'all. <clears throat> and I really hope when I get his remains back, he'll nudge me or I'll hear his toes clicking on the floor or something. I just wanted to share and I'll keep you posted. Also, I'm having him preserved in a really unique way. If you're not opposed, I'll share with you what we're doing. A couple of my family members think there's something wrong with me. Um, I don't think you said what you're going to do. <laughs> so you're leaving me hanging here and I want to know. So please share with us. I'm curious. <laughs> I've mentioned um, to my brother, he lives by this place that does taxidermy. And I've kind of mentioned that I want to do it to my dog Lola, <laughs> my baby. But um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Most of our pets we've cremated, so. And they're kind of just hanging out, which is kind of weird. So I'm curious to hear what you would do for your little baby. But wow, really touching. Um, yeah, if you guys have any stories of like past pets, I do want to do an episode on that. So I'd love to hear those. I don't think I've ever been visited by a pet, um, but I have had dreams with my pets from the past. So that could also be them coming to say hi. And they're always really happy. So <laughs> that's good to hear or good to know, right? Now, remember, y'all can always send me a message. I'd love to hear from you all. And I love that I have a small group that I always hear from. Son como familia. And you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, you. I'm talking about you, Ricky, Chancho, Jennifer, Stevie, Annabelle. I love hearing from you guys all the time. So y'all can message me on Instagram, Facebook groups, or email me at creepychisme for you. That's the number four, Y-O-U, at gmail.com. Share this episode online with a friend or family member. And while you're listening, make sure to give a five-star rating and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. Hundreds of you guys listen all the time. So make sure to rate, please. It will help me so much. And I'll love you forever. I hope you guys have a really great week. And you don't encounter the famous Mothman anytime soon. Gracias por escuchar. Y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy and spread the chisme. Adios, mi gente.